0: Good evening. It's 13 o'clock. This is Radio Clark and Well 666 FM. Hello, it's Stephen from The Real Tuesday World. We have this phrase in English, when the shit hits the fan. It really means, I suppose, when things have gone terribly wrong. And today, I'm going to talk about shit, sort of, and fans. And time travel. You dress like it's the 1970s. But where are you right now? Reading R.D. Lang in Brompton Cemetery. You're still in love with Susan Pevensey. And when is now? Here, it's Thursday morning in London, but when you're listening to this, it could be Friday afternoon in Tucson, Arizona, or Sunday in Bombay. It could be this week, next week, or in ten years' time. But wherever you are, whenever you are, it's always now, isn't it? It's only ever now. I mean, what is the future, somewhere that exists, some when that exists, in the imagination? And I was going to say, what's the past but memory? But what's memory but the imagination of the past? Or maybe if you want to travel in time all you really need is your imagination and maybe a time machine. And say you did have a time machine, would you use it to go back in your past? Maybe to see what you were like ten years ago or as a child? Or would you go further back? Perhaps to the medieval times? The Roman times? See if there really was a Jesus. See if there really was a Buddha. See what it was like when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Or maybe you'd go to the future. See what it's going to be like in 5, 10, 50, a 1,000 years. But even if you could have a time machine, travel through time, it would still be now when you got there, wouldn't it? Now, if there was such a thing as a time machine, what would it be like? Maybe it would be like a windsurf, and you would be a windsurfer, a time surfer, surfing the wave of now. I'm when I come back to that idea later, I did say that I would talk about shit. And I'm going to. We're going to go back in time now to the past of the Real Tuesday world. Or certainly a past that I imagine for the Real Tuesday world. Quite a while back, I found myself in the shit And I don't mean just metaphorically in the shit. I mean, I was metaphorically in the shit. I was at the trough of a personal apocalypse. Everything had gone wrong. But I was actually standing up to my thighs in sewage in a gigantic tunnel underneath Farringdon Road in Clerkenwell, London. The reason I was there is that I'd come to visit the Lost River Fleet, one of several rivers that flow underneath the city of London into the Thames. And in fact, most of them are in sewers now. I've managed by a complicated means to get down there. And if you want to know how I'd got down there, and in fact, why I'd got down there, there is another podcast called How It All Began. Check it out. The end of that podcast found me standing in a sewer up to my thighs in shit but a tune had started. It was a tune, in my mind, called I Love The Rain. It's raining, it's pouring, but I ain't complaining, cause I love the rain. It's raining, it's pouring, but I ain't complaining, cause I love the rain. Now that tune was like a little thread Leading me out of the shit, out of the sewer, into the future. And if I'd had a time machine at that point, and if I'd been able to use it and surf forward quite a few years later, I would have been most surprised to find myself in Paris, hanging out with a very famous film star. How did it come about? Well, the reason we were in Paris was that the real Tuesday world was on tour playing the songs from an album called The Last Werewolf. During the tour, we'd been invited to play En France Inter, a well-known radio station in Paris. And before a performance, backstage, there was quite a melee going on. A whole bunch of autograph hunters appeared to have got past security and were rushing down the corridor towards us. I'm not fatuous enough to believe that they were rushing down the corridor to get our autograph. No, It was because one of the other guests on the programme was the film star, Juliette Binoche. And she'd been spotted. Something urgently needed to be done. And Don Brosnan, the tall, beefy, American bass player of The Real Tuesday World, took action. He stepped in front of Juliette Binoche as a buffer against the oncoming wave of autograph hunters and fans and I opened our dressing room door, ushered her in. So we saved her, as it were, from her own fame. We spent a bit of time hanging out with her. She was extremely friendly. I think she was having a rather fun time. She later described us as gallant. She even gave me a kiss on the cheek. When I came back to London, I was considering putting a small fence around that patch of my cheek with a no-admittance sign or even charging admission. And now Juliet and we hang out each summer on the Côte d'Azur. And she comes over to Clocomile for a week or so. she's always welcome. Now you might be wondering what happened next, well, possibly stung by the lack of commercial success of the album The Last Werewolf, we wandered off into Eastern Europe, haunting the streets of Prague and Krakow, Budapest, St. Petersburg, Moscow, Warsaw. It's easy to get lost in those streets, isn't it? I mean, you might find yourself walking with your true love on a Sunday afternoon down a boulevard. Or you might find yourself waking, face down, in an alleyway, battered and bruised, wondering what happened last night, and if this time you pushed it just a bit too far. Looking out from an apartment window at a shady street beneath, you see a shadowed figure on the corner with a briefcase, waiting with a message. And the message says, It's time. On October the 13th, I will be in Brompton Cemetery. And guess what I'm going to be talking about? Time machines. You see, in Brompton Cemetery, there is a very strange mausoleum. It's called the Courtois Mausoleum. It's the place where Hannah Courtois and two of her daughters are supposed to be interred. Now, for a long time, rumours had been circulating about the strange mausoleum in Brompton Cemetery called the Courtois. I've been researching it For some time. It's the biggest mausoleum in the cemetery. It's rather imposing. It has a log, but the key seems to have disappeared. Hannah Courtois herself was one of the richest women in London, but she didn't start off that way. In fact, she was one of the poorer people in London. A journey to riches is quite an incredible story, which I'll be talking about. But when she became one of the richest women in London, she had a social circle, which included people like Francis Bonamy. Now Francis Bonamy is a fascinating character, an Egyptologist, an architect, some would say Tomb Raider. He certainly spent time in Egypt, studying ancient Egyptian wisdom, And Francis Bonamy had a partner, a friend, an even stranger person, Samuel Warner, the engineer. Now Samuel Warner claimed to have invented a psychic torpedo. And in fact, he carried out a very peculiar experiment in Brighton Bay, where he exploded a ship remotely in front of many witnesses. His intention was to sell the secret to the Royal Navy, He was asking quite a lot of money. They wouldn't give him the money without him telling the secret, which he wouldn't do. So the deal seems to have come to nothing. And in fact, Samuel Warner himself died a few years later, mysterious circumstances. But not before it is said that he and Francis Bonamy used a combination of his mysterious engineering skills and ancient Egyptian wisdom to build a time machine for Hannah Courtois. And some people claim that the mausoleum in Brompton Cemetery is or contains that time machine and that perhaps Hannah used it to escape death and right at this moment is travelling in time. Perhaps she's even here now. If you want to hear me tell more of this strange story, check out www.londonmonthofthedead.com I suppose if you do believe in time machines, it doesn't really matter whether you're listening to this in ten years' time, you can always come back for the talk. In our future, beyond Hampton Cemetery, we're going to be releasing three albums in 2019. I would love to involve you in this, and I'm going to write to you soon and tell you how. It would be great if you, our friends, can help us along this, the last lap, the last chapter in the story. Because if you want to know the reason how it's possible to go from being up to your thighs in shit to meeting Juliet Binoche and to all those other wonderful things that have happened, the reason is you. People who listened and watched and wanted to keep listening and watching, who came to see us, who wrote to us, who let us know and encouraged us Keep going. And all those people who've made amazing art of the crooner and the characters from our animations, thank you, it's amazing. That is why we do it. And next time, I'll be talking about getting high or not getting high and the return of the crooner And Christmas is coming, isn't it? And we've got some Christmas presents. See you then, whenever then is.